Hey, CDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett. If you're listening to this when it's released, then it's December 14, 2022, which means you're ready for our Wednesday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. My friends, it's great to spend some time with you. CDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett. And if you're getting this, if you're seeing this as soon as it goes hot, it's somewhere in the 6.30 p.m. range, Eastern Standard Time, if you live somewhere in the eastern side of the East States United. The reason for that is we have our call that goes out on Sundays and Wednesday mornings at 6.30 p.m. And then this is for the afternoon crowd, the people who look to the sunset. We have our sunrise, and then this is our sunset. And so I would like to ask you if you feel like calling in in the morning, that's great. If not, then come tune in here. It's going to be a, a little bit of a difference. We're going to have things that are that are going to be exclusive to the sunrise call. And then we're going to have stuff that's going to be exclusive to the sunset call. This is the sunset. This is for the people who may not want to get on the phone. They may not want to talk to anybody. They may just want to hang out in the ether by themselves. They may want to sit around the table with their their group of friends and they have their community, whatever that may be. I, I don't know. I'm just a man trying to figure out how to win the world here. You understand what I'm saying? We're trying to figure out all ways and shapes and forms that we can do it. And so I appreciate you. I ask that you do something. If this makes sense to you, if this is something that you are interested in, you're like, I think this this 6.30 p.m. call or or on demand is is something that, that, yeah, I I, I can get down with that. Would you uh, slide into somebody's DMs right now? Would you uh, send them this in their text messages, the link to this, say, you know, you ought to come check this thing out on the internet. You know, come, come check it out if you don't mind. Huh? Would you do it? Awesome sauce. That, that, that really makes me feel good. Well, today, what we're going to talk about, my dear granny, is going to pray over all of us in just a few moments. So we ask for you to uh, prepare to join us in prayer. We're going to pipe her in and, and that's going to happen. And then, uh, my dear mama bell, can I just call her out mama bell? If you keep her in your thoughts and your prayers, that, that would be awesome sauce. She's going to play and she's got her little challenges. Again, keep her in your thoughts and your prayers. And then we're going to talk about Herod today. We're going to look at the Christmas story through the eyes, through the proverbial lens of that guy named Herod. He was the, the leader, the, the person in charge during the birth of Jesus. He was the guy that was around when uh, they, you, you know the story, how he tried to go out and kill all the babies because he heard that somebody was going to come along that's going to challenge him. And we look at that. Very closely. I invite you to, to pay attention to that. And then afterwards, join us in community prayer as Brother Dennis comes in 
and he will he will join us in that. If again you can't slide into somebody's DMs, call call the boo and tell him, hey, come come in here and uh, let's let's sit down and let's hear let's hear this piece of business if you don't mind. You know, it's like you, you want to hear that? Okay, we, we're going to be grateful for you. All right. Well, that's about all that I that I have to share with you. Also, I do have something else. December 21 at 6.30 p.m., 18.30 for you military friends. We're going to have a candlelight podcast. It's going to go out at 6.30. So I invite you to sit around the table, be prepared, light your candle, play this. Bring your friends over. All y'all gather around the kitchen table, the dining room table, and play this on December 21. That's a Wednesday. That awesome sauce to you? Then Christmas morning, of course, we're going to do something. And and we got other things that's coming down the pike is what I'm trying to say. So stay locked, stay tuned. Hey, it's edb.com is where you can make sure you get everything. All right, cool. Let's get, let's get this party on the road. Most gracious and all-wise Father, we just praise you, we magnify your name. And we thank you, O oh God, because you watched over us all night. You woke us up with your love. You woke us up with new mercies. And we thank you for that this morning. And as we go forth this morning, we ask you to shine on us, that we shine for you. We will let men and women and boys and girls know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Let them know that you love them. In spite of whatever they have done, whatever they're doing, you still love them. And, God, we praying for them today. we praying for our city council. God, we praying for, praying for the mayor. You know all this, the confusion and the bickering that's going on. God, we lift them up this morning because, God, they need you. They need your help. They need your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding. God, we praying for peace down there in Norfolk City Council. Not only Norfolk City Council, but Virginia Beach Council, Portsmouth Council, Chesapeake Council. You know the confusion in all these councils, God. Everybody wants to have it their way and do what they want, how they want it for their folks. But God, we praying for them this morning that they will look and see that they are for all the people, not just for their friends. Oh, merciful Father, look on your people. They need you this morning. We need you this morning. Look on this listening audience, God. You know all about every situation, every problem. Meet the needs in every one of our lives, God. And as we look to you today, we're going to tell you thank you. We're going to thank you, God, because you are who you are and because you love us so much. Look on our President, President Biden. Look on that situation up there in Washington. Oh, God, we lift it all up to you because you told us to ask. And we ask for peace and love, joy, communication, understanding, God. Help us to be one and learn how to help one another. Help us, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. And we give your name all in honor and praises and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.
have been struggling because you want to give some of these subjects the time and the justice it's due. And Wednesday, to me, is not uh, time appropriate to tackle some of these subjects. But this morning, I would like to focus your attention in this moment of action to the government. I would like to focus your attention on the head of state, Brother Herod, whose ego was so massive that he could not stand the possibility of somebody else having any kind of influence in his area. His philosophy was that the world was not big enough for him and another king. And so what did he do? He decided that his mission statement was to knock off every firstborn child until he got to the king. Didn't know where he was, didn't know who he was, couldn't read a road map, didn't have good directions, couldn't have a good, you know, the, the, the 800 number didn't work back then. Dionne Warwick had not uh, opened her, her uh, uh, sightseeing or whatever you want to call that thing business. So he was going in the dark. Now, the reason why I believe this is a great opportunity is I don't know why all these stupid alarms is going off and bothering us. Please forgive my Apple products. They got a mind of their own this morning. The reason why I believe this is a great opportunity to have this type of discussion is because there's really not much to it. A man had an ego, and he decided to exercise it by destroying everything that could potentially bruise it. When you look at our culture today, what is going on in the political world, it equates, in some cases, if not most, to anybody that could potentially be better is eliminated, wiped off. We got to get rid of them. We can't let that boy or that girl get up in here because if we let that boy and that girl get up in here, then they're going to put us out of power. We don't want to lose our power. It's all about power. And here is. Jesus, and granted he is not here in this particular story, or he is here, should I say, and uh, we are kind of skipping over it, and, and please forgive us for doing that. 
but we are painting the picture. As a matter of fact, we're not. Well, let me say this. I don't know if you know this or not, but the birth already happened. So all we're doing is just reliving it. Now, I, I don't know if you knew that or not, but just in case you didn't. So please allow us to skip parts because we can. It already happened. We're just telling the story. Now that we got that out of the way, you have this king that's coming whose mission statement has nothing to do with this Herod. He didn't come to make sure that the Roman Empire was solid or that the fiscal year was in the, in the black, that the GDP was high and the inflation rate was low. He didn't come to worry about whether or not people got good mortgages or the percent rate on their credit cards was low or that their student loan debt was forgiven. He didn't come to worry about whether or not folks could get married or whether or not abortion should or shouldn't be legal. That was not his purpose. And yet the political leaders, so slow that they felt like that this particular person who all his mission statement was, was to make sure that you understood, make sure that you had access, make sure that you knew you had access, not only to the things of this world, but to the things of the world to come. He had a broader picture that Jesus did, but the leader couldn't see it. All he saw was his political party was in trouble. I had this discussion because as I, I, I had a meeting yesterday, not a meeting, did a, little, did a little thing. I don't know what it was. We just sat down there in the the library and we talked to a microphone for about two hours. And... One of the questions that the gentleman asked, he said, uh, what do you do on Sunday and Wednesday? And we began to talk about the church, and I said, you know, some folks come to church. I come to therapy. He said, what do you mean by you come to therapy? I said, well, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they're crazy. And I figured that to be a sign that we needed all, all of us needed therapy, so I took him up on the altar. Then he said that, that he would be our mediator. A mediator is nothing more than a glorified counselor, so that's another sign that we're crazy and we need therapy. So I come to church for therapy. And when I look at these texts, these biblical truths, when I read the Bible and interpret it in this text, a whole different text from the 30-some-odd years that I've been a part of the, the Christian faith, the 30-some-odd years that I've been a part of the theological faith or the theological community, whole new view of the Bible now. It is so Fascinating to look at these words and to really think. I'm so grateful now, Mama Bell, that, that we are coming to a point in the life of, 
of the first virtual, where people are saying, I left church this morning with a new train of thought. You make me think. I am so grateful that people are thinking. Think about it. Look at it and let it just marinate a little bit in your brain. Why does this Jesus bother you so bad? Why you have to why does a why does a baby a baby a baby now this man had to be let's just let's just take for giggles. Herod had to be what, thirty five, forty years old maybe? Why is a forty year old man concerned with a baby? By the time this kid comes to age, if he's in his 40s, I dare say 50s, the boy, the man's going to be 70 or 80 before he can even blink. No. It speaks to another truth that if I could get through individuals' head, I'd be so, so grateful. Your political system is so advanced in its thought process that it looks 50 and 60 and 70 years down the road. That's why Herod went after Jesus. He didn't go after Jesus because he was concerned about today. He went after Jesus because he was concerned about what it would do to his political system 50 years down the road. And in order to make sure that down the road, his agenda, his legacy is intact, in order to make sure that that happens and history tells of him, he had to kill off a baby now. Because how dare somebody come up that has the potential to ruin down yonder what I've done now. So when you see your TV screens and you see what they're putting on TV now, somebody sent me something the other day, said, I look at the news and I see what they're telling me, and then I wonder what they're hiding from me. Because for every story they tell you, they're covering up something they don't want to tell you. It's a distraction. It's the new shiny object in the room. That's why Herod sent the wise men down there, and I'm jumping the story, but I don't know if we'll get to it in our time. He sent the wise men down, and he said, go down there and find him so I can worship him. It's a distraction. It's to get you on God. To get you looking in another direction so that I can swoop up while your back is turned and do something else to you. You could fix abortion rights in five minutes. You don't want to. 
You can fix gay rights if you wanted to in five minutes. They don't want to. The fight is more lucrative. I'm not talking about morals. I'm not talking about Christian values. I'm talking about the lucrativeness of the fight. How many thousands of dollars is poured into these companies, into these organizations, Black Lives Matter, which is nothing more than a glorified operation to help black gay people. Most folks didn't know that. But as long as there's a fight going on, thousands upon thousands of dollars are being poured into these organizations. If we stop it, then the money dries up. The fight's lucrative. I need you to stop, to keep fighting. They can fix voting rights in five minutes. I said to a, a political counterpart that I know, my grandma said, your friends. I said, I ain't got no friends. She said, your associates. I ain't got them either. I just know them. I said to a counterpart, I know it's a funny thing on the way out the door, y'all fix gay rights, but y'all can't fix voting rights. That's a five-minute fix. Why is it that for a black person it's still a privilege and not a right? They could have fixed that in five minutes, but no, voting rights is a very lucrative conversation. $12.6 billion is going into funds to fight and advocate for voting rights. You think they want to stop that wall? Evolution versus creation. Another billion-dollar business. We fighting over who did it and how it happened. Do you really think we want to stop that wall? So, Harris, realizing that Jesus was coming to eliminate all these wars, to stop all of this bickering and arguments and, and fussing and cussing. You say, oh, how do I know that? You have no biblical proof to back up that argument. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Let me hurry up. I told you I ain't got time to deal with this. Go over there when Jesus walked into the temple. There's another conversation I like to have that we believe as Christians that we should all go to church, and yet the one that we're supposed to be going to church to serve never liked the place in the first place. Think about it. The first time they kicked him out, the second time he kicked him out, the third time he burned him down. He never had a good relationship with church. And that second time that he went in there is the time that I want to direct our attention before I get out your hair. When he went in there and he looked at all the money changers and all the people that was in there selling hats and wigs and stockings, the clergy dog collars and the chains and the shirts with the different colors to, to match your position. And he went in there and said, y'all didn't turn my father's house into a den of That's your proof that he came to break up tribalism. He came to break up elitism. He came to break up warism. And Herod, realizing that, 
I think that in some cases we should give Herod more credit than we do. He was smart enough to see that something was coming. He may not have known what. He may not have known who. But he knew something was coming that was going to rip his whole system upside down. And so this morning I ask that you to consider, if you would, consider the world not from channel 3, 10, 13, 43, 15, 27, not from Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson, not from Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, that joy lady. Don't even look at it from the perspective of Reverend Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. But look at the world in the same lens that Herod did. Except when you look at it, you look at it with excitement. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Letters. Receive their king. I pray that is our thought, our mindset today. Take a lesson from Herod. Look towards the greatness of the king. See the majesty of him. For unto us a son is born. For unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and they shall call him Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Father God, we, we do just want to thank you. We understand what the Bible tells us and what the Bible describes as Jesus and, and the, the prelude to his coming, the way Isaiah talks about the Savior, the way the angels announced to the shepherds who and what Jesus was. And you know the amazing thing about it? The angels couldn't contain their excitement, Right? One angel came, then the sky opened up with a multitude, a multitude of angels praising. We need to be among that multitude. We need to be there praising Jesus and praising God for what he is and what he does. He is our savior. He is our leader. He is our prince. He is our king. Let's make him that. Let's worship him, not only on his day of birth celebration but every day let him guide us let his word guide us don't be afraid to pick it up don't be afraid to read it we don't understand everything that's in there but god will through his holy spirit allow us to glean and and learn more and more you know so let that be my prayer that god will help us learn who jesus is and what we need to be for him what we need to be for our families, what we need to be for our friends. We have an opportunity. 
we have an opportunity to spread the good news. We have the opportunity to spread the gospel of Jesus and, and of his life and what it was and what it means. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Speak up, speak out, and praise God. Not just today, not just on Sunday, but every day. And don't forget, mainly, thank Him. We are alive. We have a smile on our face and joy in our heart. Let's transpose that to our friends. Let's give it to everyone that we know. Let's let them know there is hope. There is hope and there is power. There is power in the name of what? The name of Jesus. God bless. Have a great week. Looking forward to Sunday. Amen and amen.